0: Hi everyone, Lindsay here, and welcome back to another episode of Foster Career Chats. The second half of season four will be dedicated to sharing soul-filled episodes, where we will be exploring careers through storytelling, mindfulness, and connection. Writer, mindfulness mentor, and spiritual coach, Audrey Sutton-Mills is the guest for today's episode. I met Audrey a few years ago when I was taking classes at Bala Yoga a studio located in the Fremont neighborhood. In this episode, Audrey provides easy steps to practice mindfulness when you are feeling overwhelmed or distracted, in addition to overcoming negative thoughts, for example, not feeling good enough. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Welcome, Audrey. Thank you for being here this morning. Hi, I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I would love to start off and ask if you can tell us a little bit about yourself and the work you do to help people discover their purpose through yoga and beyond.
1: I help people know and love themselves. (laughs) I know that's very ambiguous, but it's done through my online courses, through my coaching, If you're in business, um, you might've seen me at one of your virtual retreats or a workshop. um, And of course, yoga, meditation, um, basically any, any modality that helps you come home to yourself so that you can really attune to your own truth and listen to that inner
0: wisdom within. The inner wisdom, that's something I know we can all use a little work tuning into from time to time. I was thinking as we, we talk about a lot of these big concepts, maybe you can help describe what mindfulness is before we dive on in.
1: To me, mindfulness is just presence. You know, we are so distracted and we're becoming more so. We have our roles and responsibilities. We have you know everything outside of us that's pulling us, you know, whether it's work or school or um our relationships, you know, just all those everyday stressors, as well as the internal stresses that we put on ourselves of the comparison, the competition, the not enoughness. And so when we have so much distraction, and then you've got all the other stuff like social media and, you know, just everything else, right? Um, It's a lot. It is a lot. And so mindfulness is just really taking a step back and becoming the observer of all of it. And from this place of space, right, you are not your thoughts, you are not all these things that are pulling at you, you are not your stress, you're the observer of all these things happening to you. And when you can be fully present in the moment, you have choice. Do you want to entertain that thought? Is that going to serve you? Do you want to do this action? Is that going to be right for you? And so we don't, we can kind of like slow down time, if you will, and have it more um, more meaningful and richer experiences. To me, that's mindfulness. <laughs> it's really just being present and intentional with life.
0: <laughs> yes, and that's something, it's so easy to get caught up in the busyness and the day-to-day. So I think redefining what mindfulness is, we see it in the zeitgeist so much nowadays. Um, it's really helpful to, to get that context. Uh, you and I were talking a little bit about how students at Foster can really be so busy. There's school and students are also applying for jobs. And so sometimes the purpose of what we actually want to do can get a little lost and what we do for a living and purpose can also be really intertwined. So what advice do you have for someone who might be feeling stuck in identifying what they want to do?
1: Tune in, tune into yourself. I believe that we all have that inner whisper, that inner guidance, uh, call it the inner wisdom, if you will. But what happens is our mind, you might not call it the ego, the inner saboteur, you know, says we have to go this way or we can't do this. And then it starts to get really jumbled and confusing in our mind and we get stuck, right? Or we're starting to resist. We're, we actually resist that very thing we desire. And I know it sounds pretty esoteric, but when you can really step back and be present, observe what's going on outside and within, then you start to tune into that voice. And it might be like this tiny, tiny whisper at first. And then you start to listen to it. You start to take those actions from a conscious, intentional place. You can look, look at the more expansive picture of like, what do I want to, what do I want to create in this life? Who do I want to be? Right? The, the bigger questions really that we are here as like human beings, spiritual beings on this planet. Um, needing to ask otherwise, and I found out this the hard way, otherwise you're climbing up a ladder and then you look, you get up to the top and you're like, oh man, I'm on the wrong wall, you know, dang it. Right. So it's like, when we can step back, look at the bigger picture, listen to uh, our heart, our our inner knowing um, that's going to start guiding the way. And if you're, if you're in that place right now, feeling super stuck of like, okay, how do I bridge the gap of how I'm feeling now? where I'm at today to like where I want to be and how I'm going to feel, how I want to feel. And it's really through mindfulness, being present and, and listening. And then that, that inner knowing starts to get louder as you start to lean in and trust. Mm. And I know if, it, if this is a new concept for you, it, it, it might take a while. For me, I'm, I'm like Audrey 2.0 right now the first version of Audrey, I started a company. I had uh, eight franchises in Silicon Valley. I had over hundred employees. I, you know, I had three cell phones and four assistants and uh, my hair was also falling out before I turned 30. And like, you know, I was definitely not conscious, not present. Um, and I wasn't listening to that voice at all. Right. That voice that was saying, Hey, slow down. There's gotta be a different way. And it took me several years, like, eight, you know, to like really get in touch with that voice and I'm still doing it. And it is a journey. It's a total practice of like listening to yourself and trusting in yourself and letting that inner wisdom guide you. And it's a lifetime practice, but the great news is, is that you have a whole lifetime of this,
0: <laughs> of this intentional life that, that we all want to live. I really appreciate you sharing the journey from Audrey 1.0 to (laughs) 2.0 and being on the wrong ladder. I can see that in my mind's eye. And I know I've been there myself. I'm curious if maybe a student has never maybe practiced taking that step back. What's a a good way to to start practicing mindfulness? Yeah. On my website, I have a
1: free um, meditation and I call it RPM. So um, rise, pee, meditate. So you get up in the morning, one minute, um, go to bed and come back and just sit for one minute and observe how you're feeling physically. Cause we carry a lot of stress in our body and our bodies are wise and, you know, just check in and then start to utilize your breath. So you can really focus on your breath. Um, and just starting to observe your thoughts. So often our voices in our head, um, can be so loud that we actually believe them, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's creating that space um, and it does take time. It is a practice, ideally a daily practice, Um, but just give yourself a minute, deep breathing, and just start to witness like, oh, those are the same stories that I tell myself. Wow, that same belief keeps coming back. That same thought keeps coming back. And then you start to shift from I am that to, I see that to, do I want to choose that? And that is when it becomes really empowering. And it's a subtle shift. It's not like, you know, lose five pounds in 30 days, you know, like through this method, it's not, it's not a quick fix. Um, but it's a worthwhile,
0: it's a worthwhile journey. I can tell you that. Absolutely. I know I have worked with you through some of your courses and I, I found it so helpful, especially one minute. That's not a lot of time. And, and so it's a really easy practice uh, to get into. So I would definitely encourage um, people to go check that out and just yet yeah, to tune in. You don't have to think, am I meditating correctly? I know i would always kind of fall into that trap.
1: Yeah. And, you know, meditation, it gets a bad rap. Um, I, I do teach a lot of um, meditation and mindfulness workshops to corporations um, because everyone's so busy and stressed, you know, so they need just a breather. But um, in one of my, I did this last month, um, we did a a leadership exercise and I led the retreat. And one of the ahas that one of the ladies came back with was just take three breaths before you go into another Zoom call. You know, or another a class or another meeting. Like, take three breaths to reset to clear any of that like st- stuck and stored energy that you just you know got from that last uh, class or meeting, and then move with like more clarity, more ease into your next next meeting or space. Three breaths, right? Three cleansing breaths. That's all it is. And she's like, that was a big aha for me. And. We need these little reminders, you know, otherwise we just keep going and going and we're on that treadmill and we don't know how to get off. And it can be really so simple as just breathing, three deep cleansing breaths, relaxing and releasing your shoulders, shaking it off and then choosing again, right? Into the next space of being present to the next class, to the next meeting, to the next conversation.
0: I love that the choice to be present. And then also to breathe. Um, Audrey, I was talking the other day to someone I was working from home all day. And then I finally went to a yoga class and I was like, I think today that was the first time I actually breathed (laughs) and we do it all day, but (laughs) it's hard to like, yeah, take those breaths where you can really like separate yourself from, from what you're doing. Yeah.
1: It's a, it's a natural thing. Obviously we are breathing, we are here, (laughs) but it's not an intentional breath. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you ask me what mindfulness is, it's really living with intention and we can't do it all the time. Gosh, like that would be like overstimulating, I think, but so often um, we're so disconnected Mm -hmm. because we are, are so busy with things. We're so distracted. We're so, we've got our hands in everything. We're, We're multitasking. And when we are multitasking, that while that may feel good for the ego, like, hey, I'm getting all these things done. You really cannot multitask well because you can't focus. You can't multi-focus, right? So (laughs) when you're like focusing on one thing, like that is being intentional, that's being present. And so um, for anyone who's just starting, like try it, three deep breaths, like inhale to a count of four, exhale to a count of four, and just do it three times and close your eyes and like check in. Ask how you're feeling, and then what are you needing right now? What's the next step? And then you move into the next moment. So it can be pretty simple. Yes.
0: And even I, I know I'll be taking that into the rest of my day. It is so important um, as well just to stay present. So breath, presence, mindfulness, all hand in hand. Um, I do want to circle back a little bit to um, the concept you mentioned about of limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm curious, you know, we have students who are in a competitive environment in business school, and sometimes people can be in that mindset where they're just not, they don't think they're good enough. How mm-hmm. do you teach people to overcome these limiting beliefs? I think that
1: everyone has the capacity to shift their perspective and to be their own teacher. I don't really see myself as a teacher. I, I see myself as a messenger of like, hey, let me hold space and let me show you some tools. And then you're gonna lead your own way to kind of you know, move from that place of scarcity to whether you wanna call it abundance or believing in yourself or, or worthiness. Um, and everyone knows what, what scarcity kind of looks like for them. It, it might be the voice, it's the inner saboteur that's gonna keep you down in that limited tiny, tiny little place, that dark space of thinking that you're not good enough or that you don't have enough, whether it's time, money, resources, love, intelligence, success, whatever it is, recognition, whatever that not enoughness is, is really the ego. It's that false self, mm-hmm. and and that's that busyness of the mind, that chatter, and it is so loud. It's so loud that we believe it, and and that's where this mindfulness practice, whether it's called meditation or taking double breaths or getting out in nature whatever brings you back to the present moment so that you can step back and observe. So you don't get caught up and consumed by those voices of telling you, you can't, you shouldn't, you know, or you should, right? And really step back and listen to that whisper of your heart that says like, oh yeah, you can. I know you can, cause you've done it before. Like let's start to shift the perspective and it can only be done through consciousness. So when you're present, or when you're in consciousness, then you're always in choice. Mm. And when you're always in choice, you're empowered, right? The ego doesn't like change, it doesn't like uncertainty, right? So it, it keeps you all jumbled up. But when you're present, you can make that conscious choice to choose your thoughts, your actions, your words, and then you start to choose the beliefs that serve you And again, it's a practice all the time, every day, watching that voice that's kind of pulling you down into that hole and choosing again to disassociate with that and choosing other path that serves you. And then over time, it becomes easier. It's not easy. Oh my gosh, it is not easy at first. Over time, you start to go from that limited perspective, that limited, small, dark place, to shifting to a limitless place mm. of possibility, of trust, of knowing yourself, of looking back and saying, I don't know if I can go in here. Like this feels really scary and uncertain, but like when you're feeling stuck, that is a question to you of, are you gonna allow yourself to get uncomfortable? Mm. Because change is inevitable, right? And so if you're resisting that change, like, oh gosh, that's going to feel, that's just not going to feel so great, right? Your ego likes it, but change is the transformation. Change is the growth and it can only happen when you're being present, right? And so when you can start to like lean into that uncertainty and that discomfort, then that can be that portal to transformation, to joy, to believing in yourself, to that limitless potential and possibility that lies within you.
0: Oh, Audrey, oh my goodness. I love all this all really resonates with me personally. And I think that's why I know I'm I'm so drawn to the practice of mindfulness. So you can have that choice and feel unstuck. Uh, I think today, whether it's like looking on LinkedIn or Instagram, especially social media, you can just get so caught up in that like limited mindset and scarcity that, Mm -hmm. you know, what your next job out of school, it's not going to be enough or you're falling behind. Uh, And we're always on that chase for having everything be perfect, right? Or to have it all. But from what I'm hearing and kind of reflecting back on is that if we kind of take a step back and listen to our bodies and be observant of our thoughts that maybe we do have, we have the tools we need to make the choices um, that are in alignment with ourselves.
1: Yes. And I know this seems like very, like kind of airy, very out there, but it, it is like when you kind of start getting it down, like that's the umbrella theme of it. But when you get down to like each moment, it really, it really begins in that moment. And you have to meet that moment as it is. And then from that place of consciousness, you can make a choice. So especially with social media, LinkedIn, like there's a lot of competition, comparison, Mm -hmm. right? And this is how the ego keeps you stuck. That inner saboteur says, you're not good enough. Oh, look at this, this person's doing, you know, so you're comparing. And then you're also like competing with them, you know, and, And it just doesn't feel good, right? And so then instead of going down that Mm storyline and we all know what storyline we like tend to go down storylines, you can step back and say, oh, I see you. I see you trying to get me to like compare myself to this person and I know what's gonna happen. I'm not gonna feel good about that. And instead I'm gonna step back and say like, what can I do? which is very empowering, right? You, you immediately shift from victim mentality to leading your own life, right? And this can be like in every single aspect of your life where you just begin to shift. And like the more that you become aware, you start to shift those um, actions, those beliefs, those words. And then over the time of that practice, it becomes you, right? And, and you start to come home to yourself quicker,
0: I would love to um, hear uh, where students can find you to learn more about your programs and this awesome content that you have.
1: Yeah, come visit me at
0: AudreySuttonMills.com. Wonderful. You know, I'll include that in the show notes uh, because I know usually when I'm listening to a podcast, I'm I'm multitasking, admittedly. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> As we're talking about multitasking, but I just want to say a big thank you for, for being here today and just really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I hope, um, for those who are listening, I hope you had an aha. And I just really hope that you take away that when you're in
0: consciousness, you're in choice and choice is power. It really is. I am so grateful. Audrey could share her time and insight with the foster community And thank you for tuning in to another episode of Foster Career Chats. Have a great day.